This is a really big moment. After 10 years together, exclusively here on MTV this evening, we're going to see Kiss without their makeup for the very first time. You wanted the best and you got it! Kiss Army, you wanted the best, you got the best. I'm Matt Porter, and you are in the Kiss Room, broadcasting live here on Montco Radio from Montgomery County Community College. We have a jam-packed show for you today, kind of a drum theme going on. If you stick around, you're going to hear a lot of great music, a lot of great Kiss chat, and I want to know, are you ready to rock?
And Kiss Army, you're in the Kiss Room here. It's our September show. Now, if you were there right at the start, you heard J.J. Jackson giving the announcement. It was a special night that we were going to see Kiss without their makeup for the first time. And can you believe that that was September, what is it, 29 years ago? Yeah, I'm adjusting my wig as we speak. You believe that? Off with the makeup. And joining me in the studio today, Mr. Eric Tato Rocks Carr himself. Todd, hey, how are you? We're doing good, Matt. How's everything going? Fantastic. Also joining us on the phone all the way from the Playboy Mansion out in California, we have Mr. Frank Hagen, publisher and creator of Kiss Mask Fancy. Frank, are you there? I'm here. Hey, man. Hey, Todd. Hey, that hey. sounds good. Now, how many uh, playmates are around you right now? Oh, about 29. <laughs> Magic number is 29. You know, and if you, if you add their ages together, they're almost old enough. There you go. So it's uh, Now, Frank, what we were just talking about was the idea that the makeup came off in 1983. Did you see that live? Matter of fact, I did. I did. And that was the night that they debuted the uh, Look It Up uh, video. You know, that's why I, I picked Lick It Up to play to start off the show with the idea that September was always pretty big for Kiss without the makeup. You know, you figure for a couple years, 83, 84, 85, we had Lick It Up, Asylum, uh, Animalized, Crazy Nights all came out in, sub in September. Um, yeah. And it was like Lick It Up was the video the first time we saw it. Now, Todd, were you watching that night? Uh, that was quite a while ago. 29 years ago is really hard to remember back. But um, I do remember seeing uh, Kiss, you know, that whole segment. And um, for me, it was, you know, it was twofold. It was cool in one sense and sort of bizarre in the other, you know. You know, I think that's probably the best point, and especially now. At what did you think at the time? We were all Kiss fans of Kiss in the makeup. And here they were, no makeup. What do you think? Well, actually, when I discovered Kiss, it was non-makeup. My first Kiss, Kiss album was really uh, Crazy Nights instead of, like, maybe Your Destroyer or Love Gun. So I discovered Kiss sort of non-makeup and then found the whole mystique of, well, these were the, the you know, guys in makeup back in the 70s and early 80s. So, you know. So really, the event of the makeup coming off really depends when you got into Kiss. Now, Frank, I know you were around from 1975 as a fan. So what did you think when they were taking off the makeup in 1983? Um, it, it didn't come to a surprise to me that they were going to do something different after a couple years of transitions uh, that the band was going through. Um, I just think they wanted to try something new and uh, show everybody that they were just more than just uh, a band with makeup and costumes. And um, I think in the end it paid off for them. You know, at the time, I think Paul Stanley seemed the most comfortable. For him, he could now run out there with just a T-shirt and jeans, and, and he seemed the most comfortable. Gene, even though on the interview, if you remember, he says, oh, I feel great, <laughs> and he looks all scared. Gene had a had a tougher time kind of adapting to uh, no makeup, I think, and especially his character. Yeah, and you can see that on stage. Yeah, he's still trying to pull off some of those very demon-like uh, moves, and and you know, which which wasn't always as successful without the makeup. Um, right. If we're talking about those albums, let's think Unmasked Era for a while. What what are some of your favorite songs or or albums, you know, of that time? 
me, um, I think one of my favorite non-makeup albums uh, was probably Animalize for that time. I I feel that that was their big comeback. I, I think, yeah, at the same time, that was when people Big really started tour. to notice it again. Like, you know, like even like, I mean, I remember being in high school and people it was they were talking about Kiss again. You know, we had kind of gone through the whole elder and, and creatures and maybe people weren't as big a fan but now they were fans again it was like you know you saw people wearing an animalized shirt and it was like oh i'm going to go see animalized tour you know and it was funny here they were without the makeup and even the fact that they debuted on mtv which here's the most visual band ever who did all of their biggest success before mtv's even created and then here they are unmasking on MTV. It's kind of like, well, okay, hey, we're the most visual band forever. And then guess what? We're here on the most visual medium. And now we're taking the makeup off. <laughs> it was, you know, yeah. you know it was, it was kind of seems very odd in that way. Now, now you discovered them, Todd, later without the makeup. What was your first memory of seeing the band? First memory of seeing the band, again, uh, a weird little twist was I've heard them in the non-makeup era, but then when... When the visuals of, um, you know, the MTV videos were coming out, the first video I really saw of Kiss was the Rock and Roll Night Party Every Day video, which you got both aspects, makeup and non-makeup, and then you found out, well, okay, this guy's Vinnie Vincent, and, well, this guy's Bruce, and I'm not even sure Mark St. John was documented in that video, and then you have Ace and Peter, and, you know, so... In in a turnabout, you learn about Kiss in probably a good four minutes, which is you know really cool. And the the whole makeup, you know, once I saw that, it was like, yeah, you know, th- this is pretty, you know, this is wild stuff, you know, this this is cool. You know, when you think about it, at the time they're putting out that extreme or Kiss Exposed, Exposed which has yeah. all the different videos from every era. Things are still kind of transitioning around. They're definitely still. You know, there's a Kiss character at that point. The fact that down there, you know, Gene and Paul especially, very, you know, ladies, men kind of, oh, we're still crazy living in these big mansions. Mm -hmm. Even though they were out of the makeup and they were out of the character, let's say, they were still pretty much characters. Right. But the, uh, you know, it's interesting to think of that. If you you discover them via that video that really was promoting Kiss Exposed, yeah, you did get a little bit of everything. You know, at that time, it was like, oh, wow. Now, so what do you think? Here's a question, really, I, th- I think. What do you think would have happened in 1983 had they just not taken the makeup off? Wow, I, I think um, I think it was a train wreck, probably not waiting to happen, probably going to happen, um, just with uh, some of the stuff that was happening within the band with certain um, Egyptian-type members. <laughs> Uh, if you want to go there with that, but um, right. I, I think the the longevity of Kiss is is sort of really documented around Eric Carr coming in and and picking up where Peter left off and just giving you know a kick in the butt and saying we're going to be heavier, we're going to be louder, and you know we're going to keep the machine rolling, and they did. What do you I, think, I Frank? Feel yeah. Eric Carr was really responsible for bringing Kiss back into the fold of what they've done in the past, and that was rock and roll. Because it kind of went poppy with the uh, Dynasty and the Unmasked albums, and 
the elder kind of confused everybody. So when, you know, look at, when they took the makeup off, you know, they kind of went back to their roots and went back to playing rock and roll. And, um, you know, and I agree with you, Todd. It was, it was a train wreck ready to happen. Um, geez, that's a, that's a very good question, Matt. If they had stayed in the makeup, I, I, I think they made a good decision, conscious decision to take the makeup off. And um, and they always had that chance to put it back on, which they did. You know, I think, and that's that's interesting when you think about the timeline. Is you know having the makeup off for a while, they really kind of came back with some big success without the makeup. And now we're right. starting this, you know, kind of you know a different era. You know, you get a couple different guitar players, and then Bruce settles in and keeps the lineup, you know, pretty permanent for a while. And then of course we lose Eric Carr, and it and then really by the time the reunion tour hit. It's almost like a second, you know, they called it the second coming, but it really was kind of a rebirth. And then we've kind of almost gone full circle because now they're back around having different members. And that would be one of those things. Do you think that for the end of the band, and I'm not going to say it's the end of the band, but should they take the makeup off again? Wow. Um, wow, that's a good question. I- I'd love to see them... Uh do something uh, with Bruce and Eric, like, you know, in the Revenge era type of thing. Um, you know, they're a very lucky band. I mean, they, they, they've had good success, great success, a couple of times. When they took the makeup off, of course, the first time around, when they took the makeup off, people got interested again, especially after Animalize came out. They were selling out arenas again. And then you've got the uh, reunion tour, major success, and now they're experiencing big success again. So they're a very lucky band. I don't think any any other band has experienced the, the kind of success that they have in their 40 years coming up. And, and being able to kind of reinvent themselves, and they're going to reinvent themselves again in less than a month when Monster hits, and now everybody that's out there that has an iTunes account, did you listen to any of the samples of the songs? I noticed a lot of people posting, I heard the first minute of this song, I heard the first minute of that song, it's all on the iTunes. I really tried to avoid it. I really kind of want to get that CD as a whole, crank it up, not kind of be biased to it, it's almost impossible. You want to have that. Oh, it's everything. Oh, here it is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let let me wait till I can walk into the store and get it. It's getting so close. I mean, really, this next week we're looking at kind of kicking off the East Coast Kiss Week because coming up, and obviously we have they're going to be in Scranton. I'll see you all in Camden next week. I'll see you all in Homedale next week. Uh, it's a great time here on the East Coast. We had just had the New Jersey Kiss Expo. We're going to talk about that a little later in the show. But uh, obviously, with coming back around, this is going to end the Monster Tour. I mean, or the the, the tour, not the, the Monster tour, yeah. tour, the tour with Motley right. Crue. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see those shows in Jersey, Scranton. Um, they they're gonna wrap it up. I headed out to Mexico, and then who knows what? You know, it's like what will we get? Will we see a big push for the album? Uh, will they wait till maybe after Christmas or Kissmas, if you will? Who knows? So it'll be right. interesting to see. Uh, obviously, Peter's got his book coming out, and uh, so that he's been around. We're going to talk a little bit about Todd had the chance to meet Peter Absolutely. at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. We're going to talk about that pretty much in our in our next half hour. We're going to go into an in depth the Fox 
Eric Tadarock's car, had the chance to meet the Catman himself. And I'm going to tease that into our about quarter of uh, segment. We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, what else is going on in Kiss Mask fanzine world, Frank? Pardon? What do you have going on in the Kiss Mask fanzine? All fans out there need to check out Frank's page, Kiss Mask fanzine. Uh, I have the link on thekissroom.com. You can find it. What's kind of happening in that side of the world? Well, that side of the world, well, they've got a Kiss has a show booked in Argentina for November 7th at the River Plate Stadium. I could be pronouncing that wrong. So they got a big show. So I think they're gearing up for a big tour. Do you think the they'll keep, do you think they'll just keep it rolling like we're going to end the tour? Do you think that it will roll right into the Monster Tour? Well, I I think so. I not here, but I mean overseas and and you know South America. I think they're going to roll right into it after the Kiss Cruise. That's right. That's coming up too. We got the Kiss Cruise coming up, and at three thirty, we're going to get call a call from Superfan Andy with his Kiss Cruise update. I know a lot of you out there that are listening are getting psyched for the Kiss Cruise, and I know that because I get a lot of messages from people going. Boy, those Superfan Andy Kiss Cruise commentaries are great, and we're so psyched up, and he's got all the info, and he's got it all for you. He's going to call in around 3.30, so it's, uh, you know, we're getting psyched. Now, Todd, you didn't go on the Kiss Cruise. Are you going? Uh, a little pricey for me. Um, I'm, I'm spending too much money on uh, Eric Carr stuff, you know. <laughs> I mean, personal <laughs> items and everything like that. So we'll, we'll let uh, all you fans go out there and cruise your hearts away with Kiss. You can pass my regards to Gene and Paul. Um, tell them to send a, a royalty check or two. You know, that, that'd that be cool. And uh, that's that. I'm going to be on the Kiss kayak. I'll be paddling along right behind the, uh, the Kiss <laughs> cruise. I'm going to be I'll, on the I'll, kayak, too. I'll be in the canoe. <laughs> That'll be good. A kiss canoe, Kiss kayak. I'm surprised we haven't seen that yet. The uh, So we have all that going on. So obviously there's a lot going on in Kiss. Uh, like we said, I have the uh, the shows coming up. And then uh, in, if you're in Camden and you look for me there. But in the meantime, I know one thing for sure. We got nothing to lose here in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio where music and minds meet.
Yeah, you're still thinking about that girl. Yeah, so what? Man, she doesn't even know you're alive. Come on, man, don't say that. Wicked awesome. Kiss Cruise Commentary. 
Joining us on the phone is super fan Andy calling in from Massachusetts to give us his Kiss Cruise commentary. Andy, welcome back to the Kiss Room. Hi, man. It's wicked awesome to be back again, of course. Wicked awesome to be back. And obviously it's wicked awesome that the Kiss Navy loves your Kiss Cruise commentary. We've been getting a ton of great feedback, and I know that you have even more information. What are we, about a month away from the cruise? Actually, uh, 49 days around 47, 47. <laughs> But who's counting, right? Yeah. So tell me, last month we had a big announcement from you. What do you have going on this month? All right, I got a whole new thing now. This is one, this is for the group uh, Kiss Cruise Maniacs. Uh, they're having their parties change a little bit. It's going to start time. is going from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. So they're going to leave the bar way open late and maybe even go to 4 a.m. if people keep piling over. They don't care. And it's uh, located at the Trade Winds Waterfront Bar and Grill at the Bayside Marketplace. Uh, I guess they're going to have $4 drink specials and food specials. Uh, there will also be drawings all night long for Kiss Swag, including instead of uh, the highly sought-off after Kiss Connects that had just been out, uh, Kiss Cologne, limited edition Kiss Cookies, uh, specially designed by Dan Sherman Whittles of Christopher Street Cookies, <clears throat> gift certificates to local Miami restaurants and more. If you're not a member of the Kiss Cruise Maniacs and you want to be here to go to the party, that's easy to fix. Visit the Kiss Cruise Maniacs Facebook page and RSVP under the events link in your end. Uh, wristbands will be required in order to get the drink and food specials provided by the trade winds to the Kiss Cruise Maniacs. And it will also be provided by Maniacs admins Anthony Laurel, a.k.a. Ant-Man, and Jay Jozowski upon arrival. Uh, a very special thanks goes to the management of the trade winds uh, waterfront, bar, and grill, agreeing to stay open beyond the normal closing hours just for the Kiss Cruise Maniacs. So that's one party starting. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You had me at custom-made Kiss cookies. I think we, we, next month I want a full report on what the custom Kiss cookies are going to be. Uh, I have no idea yet. I guess I'll find out when you find out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we need to get some of those here in the Kiss room. I'll just put that out there. Yep. Uh, okay, now here we go. Uh as we, uh, as we all know, we're having the Living in Sin party, Jeff and I, at the, at the Holiday Inn at Miami, and it's basically a WWP party also at the Holiday across from the Bayside Market. It started at 7 o'clock on, along with raffles. Each ticket is a dollar, but now I've changed something. This is the big one. Uh, it's going to be a new thing. If you uh, buy a set of pins or buttons, as they call it, pins slash buttons, depending on how people say it, from me for five bucks, yes, so save a $5 bill for me, make it easy on me. <laughs> you'll get a special packet with extra Kiss goodies in it. So uh, you'll get a bunch of extra Kiss goodies, and no, you're not going to see the pens, and no, I'm not going to tell you what everything is. You people have to be there to find out. And also, there'll be an extra ticket in it, a special ticket for a Living in Sin door prize to be giving out at midnight where the losers always win. Nice piece of the nice efforts. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> and then we're going to have all other tickets will be uh, for everything else uh, we have for the raffles. And yes, are welcome to come. There's no age restrictions. We're going to just have a good time. And yes, you have to be there to win. So let's rock and roll light while supporting our troops. They really need it. They're all going to start coming home and this is the time to do so. So also, starting on 9-11, which was the other, yes, a couple days ago, we have we uh, have a Living in Sin T-shirt on eBay, but it's only one of seven, and uh, all the money, the one, this one special one, it's the only one that's going to be put on auction, and all the money is going up to the WWP and can be bid on right now. And uh, good luck, as I hear right now, it's up to $135 for that one shirt. It's amazing, amazing. I'm just so thrilled.
we're also going to have a one-of-a-kind painting of Gene going on eBay on Monday on 9-17, donated by Jeff Gilbert of the Feedback Lounge out of uh, Seattle, Washington. It's 16 by 20 canvas and mounted. It's unbelievable. So that's going to go up on Monday. Jeff's going to do the, uh, the link and everything will be up on Monday. Okay, now also is an update on the 30th for the Kiss Cruises Bon Voyage Party WWWT benefit at the Hard Rock is now starts at 8 o'clock. It was originally started at 7, but now it's at 8. And yes, now there's two vans, two Kiss Cruise vans. One is called Sir Kiss and the other one is called Kiss Clowns. And we have no idea which one's going on first or second or vice versa. So we don't even know. It's kind of it's a hidden surprise. Now, also, I will also have pin sets while they last. So find me. If you see me with a, my Kiss Army bag, a canvas bag, find me. It's the same thing. If you give me five bucks, you know, it depends. There'll be extra stuff in it. And there will be an extra ticket for anything for this party. So uh, all those tickets we can go for anything for that group. But the order to go to the Kiss Cruises. Bon Voyage Party, you must sign up because the Pride Rock only holds 525 people, and it's going to be just about sold out as I'm starting to understand. So that's a good thing. So everybody can get the info. I have the links on thekissroom.com to your Facebook page, the Kiss Cruise Maniacs. That's really where a lot of this info, you know, you figure you're talking about the shirt. We have tribute bands, now two tribute bands. It's fantastic. And like I said, hey, I'm still stuck on those custom-made Kiss cookies. That's, you know, that's what I'm talking about. But it sounds like there's so much going on. So really, if they hit your Facebook page too, right? Yeah, I, I, we're getting, people are getting a little bit confused. Uh, they think we're control of everything. We're not. Uh, the Kiss Cruise Maniacs is controlled by Ant-Man and Jay, so you have to go to the staff for, that, for their party. For people who want to go to the Hard Rock thing to be signed up for the, uh, you have to sign the RSVP. I've been getting a lot of those. Those you have to go to the Kiss Cruises group page and talk to Adrian. And uh, if you need any information on the WWP stuff, uh, information should be sent to Jeff and I. And uh, also about the holiday party, you can send messages to Jeff or I about that. I know they're getting a little bit of confusion with stuff, but we're all trying to keep it together. Well, I have I have the links on thekissroom.com to both the Cruisers page and the Maniacs page. So anybody out there, if you're tuned in, you know, if you hit that front page of kissroom, thekissroom.com, uh, you can get those links right there. Yep. And then uh, I just want to say also, don't forget, if you live in the Massachusetts area on October 27th, check out this great, great Kiss band called Kiss Forever True Band playing at JJ Sports Bar in Northboro. Uh, they're also going to help us with the benefit. And uh, also, if you're not going to be in Miami and still like to donate, and everything counts for these guys because, uh, like I said, they're all the war is supposed to end. Everybody's supposed to start coming home in the next year, so uh, we need they need all the help we can. You can donate at kk2wwp at comcast.net. So, and uh, everything will help. And uh, just one little last note on this. I know this, this is kind of a little bit my town. Just one last note on October 30th. Is opening night for the Miami Heat versus Boston. This is when they raised the banner for the championship. So uh, be prepared to play. The whole area is going to be packed. So I would just, I would tell everybody to get wherever you're going to the parties very early and line up because it's going to be crazy down in Miami. So that whole area will be crazy and will be filled with KISS fans, which is fantastic. Uh, another place that was filled with KISS fans this past weekend, you had the New Jersey Expo, and I know you were there, and I know that, you know, in going along with your Wounded Warriors, that you raffled off one of the KISS pandas. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, I got to the convention. Uh, uh, I didn't get in until around noon or 12, 12.30, and people had started already asking me when I was trying to get my own stuff signed, my own casket piece signed. 
that Andy Weir was the raffle. So uh, I had to do my couple of little things, but around 12.30, I started I asked the, uh, the announcers to make an announcement. They did, and people just lined up. So uh, it was a great thing. Uh, I did it for about four hours, standing against the wall near the drum set. And um, by the time it all ended, uh, a few gentlemen, uh, David Miller won, and uh, we ended up raising uh, $227 for the WWP, so, which was amazing, just awesome in a four-hour span. That is phenomenal that you could raise that kind of money from KISS fans that want to get that panda, but really also do something great for the Wounded Warriors. It's really a fantastic thing. Yeah, not only that, after after we had won it, we took the pictures. I asked Dylan, the, the kid who played the drums, to uh, pull the number, and uh, David won. Uh, David actually came over to me and actually wanted to donate the bear back to me. I was just amazed, but I said, no, David, you want it. You take it. Please take it. This is what this is all about. Not only for the good stuff, but uh, for the winners. I want the winners to take what they get. That's how it works for me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, I know you had a little bit of a conversation with Bruce Kulik. I think last month, for everybody that tuned in, you mentioned that you were going to ask Bruce something in the convention. Uh, let us know what you said. Yeah, last month, as you know, I, I was going to say, because there's been a lot of protest on uh, the official six-man website and their group pages and everybody else, why is Bruce Kulik not going on the cruise? So when I said last month, I was going to ask Bruce this month to go on a cruise personally, but uh, I didn't. I actually asked him the question open. I was the first one to ask the opening question in front of everybody. Why are you not going on KK2 and you deserve to be there? Without a doubt, there's been a lot of protests. There's a lot of cheering. And what it came down to, uh, there's some videos out there. Bruce did a whole talk about it. But what it came down to is Bruce said, Gene and Paul and Doc have his phone number. If they really wanted to be on the cruise, they would contact them. Also, who said he didn't want to ruffle any feathers. He's on the good side of the guy, so he didn't want to push anything, and so he just kind of left it at that. That's probably the easiest way to explain it, the short way. So that was basically about it. He also said that, because I had been asking him earlier, long ago in January, if he'd come down to the 29th or the 30th to any of the parties, it's the same answer we got, is that he had asked his promoter or something, and the promoter says, well, eh, it probably wasn't a good idea. Like you said, he's on good terms with Gene and Paul and doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, and that's the way it should be. So, And then you mentioned maybe we'll have a Bruce Kill cruise with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. It could be like a floating kiss expo. You get everybody that was at the expo. Um, so yep. anything else you want to share with all the uh, people here in the kiss room? Yeah, I also asked uh, Bruce that uh, w- uh, that would you be my roommate for KK3 <laughs> if there is one, and now I'm starting to hear the rumors there is going to be one. And uh, Bruce said, no, he wants his own room if he goes. He's already discussed that. <laughs> well, you know, he has to split the room with all his guitar gear, too. So, you know, you might be a little crowded. Yep. And the other thing about Bruce, too, is uh, when I have my casket piece signed by anybody, I never tell them what it is. I always say, can you sign this, sign this please, first? Because everybody looks at it and says, what is this? And I said, can you sign it, please, first? And then when they sign it, they pull away, and I didn't tell them. The faces, it's so funny. His was kind of like, huh. <laughs> so anybody that's out there that's listening that doesn't know, Andy has the Kiss coffin and has been getting people to sign the pieces of the coffin. Uh, he'll be taking those autographs with him forever. And, uh, yeah, some people uh, get a little freaked out, as you have you might have heard if you listen to this show every month. Yeah, Eric Singer, when I took it down to see Eric Singer in the Kiss Coffee House uh, a couple of years ago, he was really, really uh, a little bit freaked out about it. So <laughs> that's why I didn't tell him until after. That's funny. And then also when I was um, interesting is that uh, the Dylan, uh, the drummer who's playing out, since I was standing against the wall um, watching him and doing the for the stuff for the WP, 
who happens to just stroll out to check out Dylan? It's Mr. Peter Chris. And for some strange reason, I'm standing against the wall, and Mr. Peter Chris comes and stands right near me. And I literally was turning red. People said my face was priceless because I actually put my arm around him and said, you can stand next to me anytime you want. <laughs> now, you know what? Speaking of Dylan, 10-year-old drummer, uh, you can see that video online on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Dylan Rocks the Drums. And now we're going to go over to call. We're going to go to line three. And on the line, we actually have Dylan calling in to the Kiss Room. Dylan, welcome to the Kiss Room. Hey, Matt. Thank you for having me. This is cool. Now, Dylan, you had the chance to play rock and roll all night in front of the man himself, Peter Chris, at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. You have to tell us, what was that like? It was probably one of the best feelings I've had in my whole life. It was really cool playing for my idol, and I've written about him in school that he was my hero, and I finally got a chance to meet for him, but not only meet for him, but to play for him. That has to be the thrill. I mean, to be a KISS fan and then to get to play with Peter Chris, literally standing a couple feet away from you. But now you're a young guy. Those of you that don't know, only 10 years old. How did you get into KISS, and how do you get to be, you know, having Peter Chris as your idol? Well, it all started with um, my dad. He used to listen to KISS as a kid, and then... And then I had my first drum lesson, and my first song that I played was Lick It Up by Kiss, and it had a pretty cool beat, and I decided to listen to more music about about Kiss, and since my dad listened to it, he has it on. He had a bunch of songs on his iPod, so I just listened to it, and I ended up liking them. And, and since I play drums, I, I love Peter Chris. So your dad's doing a good job getting you started off on Kiss. That's pretty fantastic. What what did you think of playing at the Kiss Expo? Obviously, that's a room packed with Kiss fans. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, the fans were awesome. They were, like, coming up to me, like, good job. And and um, my uncle did my makeup, and it, I, I like that he did that because he did it pretty cool. And um, it was really fun playing for the Kiss Expo because I got to see, like, everybody was into it. They sang words. Everybody was videotaping, and it was really cool. That's how I got to see it. I actually saw it on your website. And anybody that's listening that doesn't know, Dylan's website is youtube.com slash Dylan Rocks the Drums. And that's how I saw it because I missed the expo, but I saw that video of you where Peter came out and that you rocked it right in front of him and the Kiss Army, and it was fantastic. And, I mean, you're really excellent. How long have you been playing the drums? This is my third year, and it's definitely one of my favorites. I mean, it's so it's so cool getting in getting to play drums because it's not a talent that everybody has. You have to be gifted to have it, and luckily I'm, I'm I have that talent. And this and I have I just put up two new videos. Those were my most recent ones before the kiss, right before the kiss show. It was it's Motley Crue's Wild Side, and. Sammy Hagar's "I Can't Drive 55," and we shot th- and we shot that like an MTV music mu- music video, and I and it was one of my favorites that I did. So people can see that, like I said, if they go to YouTube.com/slash Dylan Rocks the Drums. Now you're learning, learning Motley Crue and Kiss. Have you seen the latest version of the tour with Motley Crue and Kiss? No, but it's it's coming up next week, and I really want to go. It's, it seems pretty cool. Which shows do you think you're going to go to? Can't see probably. Fantastic. Okay, anything else you want to say to the KISS Army while we've got you here in the KISS room? Yeah. Um, my website is www.dylanrockstedrums.com, and I'm on and I'm on Facebook, Dylan Rocks the Drums, all one word. And I'll, pretty much is 
I saw kids at um the at um Pennsylvania two years ago, and um and I saw them live, and it was pretty cool. And so all I pretty much have to say is rock out. Okay, well, Dylan, thanks for joining us in the Kiss Room. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we're gonna finish this segment off with the song that Dylan got to play at the Kiss Expo for Peter Chris. Rock and roll all night and party every day. You're back in the Kiss Room. We're here with Eric Tato Rock's car. I have yeah. Kiss Masks own Frank Hagen on the line. Uh, one of the things we were talking about, obviously we're talking about drummers, and I know that Eric Tato Rock's car, the Fox, met the cat himself, Peter Chris, at the Kiss Expo. Talk about it. That's the original Catman. The one and only. I was going to say, that's the one and only. And I yeah. know that there's people out there listening that as soon as you started to say that, their fists were getting tighter and they're thinking, hey. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is um, in my mind. But actually, yes, we we met Peter at the expo. And I tell you what, it, it was the greatest experience, Um, you know, going in through the door in full Eric Carr, you know, get up, so to say. Um, I was sort of worried. I thought Peter might say, hey, you know, get get out, you know, but 
He was really cool. He, um, as soon as I walked through the door, he gave me that famous Peter Chris chuckle that he does right from the gut. And it's like, okay, we're, we're cool. And, um, he's like, Hey man, it's Eric Carr, Eric Carr, come on over, man. You know, da, 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 da. and, um, you know, I had the 78 album, his solo album from, from, uh, you know, that whole kiss era. And he's like, wow, I haven't seen this in a while. You know, and he starts signing it and, you know, his wife's there, Gigi, um, just the same as him, very genuine, very open, honest, and, uh, you know, and she's like, well, here, you know, what do you want autographed? And I was like, well, I got my album autographed. She's like, nah, here, you need something else autographed. Here's a picture, you know, and he's signing, and she's like, what else do you want? And he signs my, uh, the, the VIP pass, and, uh, you know, and all the time we're talking about Eric Carr and his memories, and he's like, yeah, you know, Eric would get down, and, you know, he'd call me from the road saying the guys were getting on his nerves and, you know, I'd give him this advice or um, even even towards the end when things were getting bad with Eric Carr, they both stayed in touch. And, and you know, they were they were really close for being, you know, Kiss drummer one, Kiss, you know, the replacement drummer, so to say. And, um, you know, Peter had nothing but great things to say about Eric Carr, uh, Eric's family and, and the whole nine yards. So. And we got some great pictures, as a lot of you've seen on Facebook and in, you know, the Kiss Expo room and any other room that's out there pretty much. Um, a you great know, picture. it's funny. There's great pictures of Eric Tatarock's car with Peter Chris. One thing you don't know, because we are on radio, he's in full getup here today. He wore I the am. costume, the makeup. And I said to him, you know, it's just radio, but, but it helps you get in character, doesn't it? I, I figure if Kiss can do it, I can do it. That's, that's the only thing. Now, Frank, you had met Peter Chris a couple years ago. What what was that like? It was an awesome experience. Um, Peter was doing an in-store at the Virgin uh, Union Square store up in New York City. And I had just interviewed him, and he invited me up um, to the appearance. And he was, he was the sweetest guy. I mean, just absolutely... Accommodating, he was very genuine, uh, very interested in what you had to say and and how you felt and what music you liked and what what kids music you liked. He was an all around great guy. I, I you know I'll I'll always remember that as one of the best times I've ever had with a kids member. You know, it sounds former like Kiss member. well. It sounds like everybody that met Peter at the expo this past week, and even though it was it was pricey, but you know what? Every report that I've read, people seem like they were thrilled. He was real nice to everybody. You know, it's fantastic. I mean, that's that's what you would hope for. Uh, you know, even hearing that, like when you met him or when Todd just met him, you know, they uh, he's always nice to the fans. And every time that I ever met him, he was very nice. Just like you know, he's a personable guy. You know, and, and I think that's really the one thing that's always in the back of everybody's mind. Are we ever going to get the original four back together again? And, and like I said on last month's show, we were talking about the, um, you know, the Destroyer Resurrected. They should have done something with the original four. And it's really, it's great that everybody can have this chance to get up close and personal with Peter. What do you think the book is going to be like? His book's going to come out soon. He's been talking about this book forever. What do you think he's going to say? Well, I, t I tell you what, um, from our conversation this past Saturday, um, the book is going to have a, a lot to tell. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, 
payback, so to say, from Peter. And um, from what I understand, he gets uh, uh, some good jabs back for uh, Eric Carr and, you know, all the things that were happening towards the end of uh, the whole Eric Carr era with Kiss. And um, he said it, you know, it's going to be a good read. And I, I believe just like Ace's book was a good read and the, the Eric Carr story was a good read. I, I think Peter, you know, he he gets his jabs back, he gets it off his chest, and, you know, it's going to be one heck of a good read. What do you think, Frank? That's one thing about Peter, he doesn't pull punches. I mean, he pretty much tells it like it is. You know, I think Ace played it a little safe with his book, which may be why he's going to, write a sequel <laughs> the sequel with the all the other stuff he didn't know he wanted to say but yet now everybody wants to hear or he couldn't remember <laughs> yeah he <laughs> or doesn't didn't remember and somebody has to remind him <laughs> uh, you know what it's, it's funny i just i actually got a text while we're talking here um andy even though we had him just on the phone he said um oh he forgot to send a shout out to jill hobie odice who saw him at the New Jersey Kiss Expo and gave him some Kiss goodies to raffle off. So, you know, even while we're going live, he just gave me that info. So, yeah, Kiss Expo, it sounds like it was a really great time. Obviously, with uh, Peter coming out with a book, the nice thing is he's got all these things coming out because we know that the cat has got nine lives he do. And the cat has nine lives he do here on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. Yeah. 
the rise, the attractions, and we've got KISS. You wanted the best and you got it! You got the best. And we are into hour number two of the Kiss Room. Joining us now in the Kiss Room, live via technology, we have the pod father himself, Ken Mills from Podkissed. Hey, Matt. Hey, Frank. And Ken has brought a special guest with him, a fellow huge Kiss fan. Got another drummer with me. Your, your audience should know this guy. Uh, this is John Humphrey of the rock band Seether. Hey, John. What's up, guys? So what are you what are you up to this time of year? Touring, touring, touring. <laughs> We've been on the road uh, nonstop this year, and uh, actually getting ready to go out on a headline run in late September, October. We're going to be doing another headline run in Europe, and then we'll end the year uh, in India, December twenty first. This will be our third time overseas uh, this year alone. Our album came out May of last year. And the name of that album? Holding on to strings, better left to fray. Which recently went platinum, correct? Which just went platinum, which is... Yay! Yeah, not to pat ourselves on the back too hard, but pretty pretty good stuff for you know the, the nature of the business and how things are. To have a platinum album is just... It's really great. Now, I understand you sent Matt a message after hearing uh, his show that you were going to listen to it from the plane. What was that that you sent to Matt? Yeah, I said I'll be cranking your show at about 33,000 feet. Which is what I do with uh, both podcast and and the Matt Porter show is uh, I love downloading these things and taking them with me on the long plane rides and boy we've had a couple of those this year we went to Thailand uh, which is a nice cozy 18 hour flight we went to South Africa <laughs> in August uh, which is another 14 15 hours so I I love to catch up on on, on Matt's show and and podcast. Uh, yeah, at about 33, 35,000 feet. What did you think of the of uh, Frank's interviews with Bruce and Lydia? I thought they were great. It's really, uh, you know, interesting to hear Bruce's stories and, uh, you know, his take on things. And uh, he, he's such a great guy, and, and I could totally uh, understand, you, you know, just being a working musician in the business and the change that must have been for him when the reunion occur- occurred. And and having to kind of land on his feet again, he was he was very open and honest uh, about things in his life and, and the difficulties he went through. And I thought that was a very candid interview. And I have you know much respect for him. I thought it was very cool. Very cool. Uh, is there a is there a Kiss song you'd like Matt to play right now? Oh man, I'm always uh, loving classic Kiss, especially live Kiss. So how about some Deuce from Alive? Ah! 
You're in the Kiss Room here on Monco Radio, and we're joined by Ken Mills from the podcast and John Humphrey from Seether. John, can you kind of rate your favorite Kiss drummers? Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, they, they, they each one stood out in different ways and, and really supported their eras and are all were all great drummers and are great drummers. Uh, Peter Chris, of course, was the first guy I heard. Alive was my first album. And uh, as we've talked about before, Ken, you know, he just had a, such a unique style. Mm-hmm. The great debate whether or not he's, you know, technically the amazing drummer. I think he, he just had a great unique style, a great swing feel to him that was just unique to him that just made those classic songs what they were. My second would be Eric Carr and Creatures of the Night being one of my favorite all-time albums. I just think uh, his era, he, he did a, a great job, very talented guy. Not only was he a great drummer, but all-around musician. And uh, I, of course, played on, on Unfinished Business, which were sort of unfinished songs and demos throughout his career. And I had a chance to, to add drums to a song that he had demoed years and years ago. So I got in a way to play with a, with a member of KISS and, and one of my favorite all-time drummers. So I, I just uh, I love Eric Carr. And then Eric Singer, great drummer. I think uh, for me, his shiny moment was the Unplugged special. And I think he just is a great uh, technician, a great drummer, and I uh, uh, just saw them live recently, recently and he just he does a great job. I, I like Eric Singer a lot. And then, of course, the, the hidden drummer of KISS uh, is Anton Figg, and I, and I have a lot of respect for him as well. He's an awesome drummer, makes a solo album. Of course, everyone knows big KISS fans, Donesty and Unmasked. So mm-hmm. the, the sort of that uh, fourth hidden drummer uh, would be Anton Figg even. Not to mention all the work he does with Ace Solo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, Matt is one of the biggest fans of KISS and one of the biggest fans of Halloween, the holiday. Uh, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. You you actually dressed up. You uh, wore the paint of your favorite KISS drummer, Peter Chris, a couple years ago, didn't you? See, and I actually have the photo so I can blackmail you. Go on. Oh, yeah. You Tell just, us all about that. Just going to ruin me, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a big kid, and, and I have two kids myself. And so, yeah, you know, I, uh, there was actually a costume contest here. I was home, which is a rarity, and uh, I had gotten one of these, uh, the outfits, you know, the, the repro outfits that the bands, are, you know, is doing, and, mm-hmm. and I got the Peters. You know, and I was always uh, Kiss as a kid for Halloween and had those, you know, crappy masks with the rubber bands and the, the <laughs> So this is an upgrade. Oh, yeah, this is a serious upgrade. So I get to take it to another level, and my wife helped me. My wife helped me with the makeup and everything, so I got a kick out of it. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, you witnessed it. You saw the photos there, but I I dressed up as Peter last Halloween. And and your buddy uh, dressed up as Nikki Six, right? Yeah, my my friend, longtime friend, um, Paige, and uh, musician. Hi, Paige. Hi, Paige. Paige. (laughs) Uh. I'll tell him to listen to this. He'll be hearing. Okay, cool. He'll be listening. Yeah, dressed up, and, uh, you know, he's a big fan, too. And so, yeah, there you go. You had the the tour before the tour actually took go. place, Crew and Kiss. Now, speaking of the tour, uh, you recently saw them where at? In Tulsa at the BOK Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma at the BOK Center. What, what, what the heck does BOK stand for? Bank of Oklahoma, of course. Don't you miss the old days when it was like the Richfield Coliseum instead of the Tampax Center? Anyway. <laughs> You know how it goes, yeah. but so uh, give us your review of the tour. Man, it's a it's a great show. It's a, a evening full of entertainment, and uh, both Crew and Kiss did a great job. I mean, it's a, a best of for both bands. 
but it's uh, two 90-minute sets back-to-back with actually a very quick changeover considering all the equipment mm-hmm. uh, that they have and, you know, Tommy and his roller coaster ride that goes on first and then, you know, the big Kiss production that comes out. So it's pretty seamless changeover. It happens very quick. And it's, I mean, it's evening full. You're pretty tired <laughs> by 10, 30, or 11. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I have a friend who works for crew and, and, uh, she got me backstage and I was mm-hmm. able to, to, to meet both Kiss and crew and get a little picture and do the, the, you know, the thing, the fan thing that I'm, you know, if, if any two bands still make me feel like a kid, it's those two. But That's I went a great out. great quote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, that I do what I do, and these two bands were a big, a very integral part in why I wanted to become a musician, play in a rock band, and and hash through a lot of garage bands, and, and made my way, you know, to Seether. And uh, these two bands certainly had a, a lot to do with that. So to see them in one night like that was was pretty awesome. And like, and then I went out front and sat in my seat, up close, you know, and and rocked out and just had a ball and i'm sure there were pictures made of me very embarrassing ones along with the ones of me dressed up as peter chris from last halloween yes i have those two and uh <laughs> and, and then and then there's the pics of you with uh the crew and kiss how how was everybody were they all in good spirits everybody doing good yeah everybody was doing really good and uh the kiss i mean great unfortunately was was very quick it happens in between the two sets and right before kiss goes on so it's just kind of a picture and move on. So I was able to say, hey, crew, I could visit with a bit longer. Uh, Nikki has his radio show on Sirius XM, right. and he's interviewed uh, members of my band, and, right. and he's familiar with Seether and uh, and uh, was able to talk with them a little bit, a bit more, uh, unfortunately, than I was able to with with Kiss. Well, we'll tell Nikki and the boys we said hi to us next time, okay? And, Indeed. And of course, you avoided the water cannons thanks to Matt and the podcast, right? Yes, you guys. I listened to your show and I appreciate the tip. Uh, I heard about the water cannons about midway through the show during the song "Sex." So, what did me and my buddy do? We get up and go to the back of the the arena during that song as our friends just were drenched. They were like, where are you going? Oh, oh, we'll be right back. You're going to love this. Well, actually, we warned a few of them. You're going to get wet. Ah, you know, they don't care. Yeah. We go back. There's about an inch of water about, you know, where we were standing before. So I'm glad we got (laughs) out of there. And I appreciate the heads up, guys. Hey, anytime. See, Matt, you did a good thing. So, so John, are you looking forward to the the new Monster album? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Hell or Hallelujah, I think, is a great track. Uh, I know there's great debate about why are they putting out a track so far in advance of the album's release. And I think it's cool that we at least had a new song, I mean, for for this tour, you know, mm-hmm. for the Kiss Crew tour. I think Don't everybody you think w- that that had something to do with it, like this will give them something to chew on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, otherwise everybody would be complaining, well, there's nothing new. Who wants exactly. to go to that? Exactly. You know, so it's like you can't win. I think Kiss does a great job, and I know you can't please everyone, but I thought that was a nice, you know, concession on their part to like, okay, here's a new song. We'll put it in the set. It'll give you a reason to come out along with everything else, and then we'll be back doing our own tour when Monster comes out in October. So I thought it's a it's a great lead track. It's a strong track. I'm really excited to hear it, and, you know, re- regardless of the lineup, I've supported Kiss all through the years, and I'll be getting this album just as soon as it lands like all the rest. Well, between you, me, Frank, Matt, and the millions and millions of people listening at home, uh, I, I think that the, the tour kind of came up and they really just had to go with it, which kind of put all their plans on the back burner uh, for Monster. At least just this is just my feeling. You know, it's not based on yeah. any, uh, you know, 
uh, data that we have or any news, yeah, but it right. just seems like and and it and, and I really think it was a smart idea to say here's at least this new song. Yeah, because like you said, a lot of people are saying, "Well, nothing new." So what's going on? So it was something, you know. Totally, and and they did it in the set, and uh, it, it sounded good. Live, How did it too. go over? It went over well. I mean, uh, as always with the newer songs in the set, you know, it isn't like a massive reception. But I thought I was really excited to hear the song. It sounds like Kiss to me, just the the great riff, and uh, and it sounded really good live, and it was cool to hear it in the set. And I guess Tulsa also had something special. Uh, they threw Strutter in the set, which I don't know had been a regular great part song. of this. Yeah, a regular part of the set list. So, you know, again, Alive being my first album, any of those songs, those classic, classic songs. So Strutter was cool to hear. And, and for and, and for people complaining about the stagnation of the set list, at least they are mixing up the encores and stuff now. So. Yeah, and and you'd like to think that they are watching, you know, the message boards and the fans, and and you know, with YouTube now and people able to post things immediately. Uh, I mean, uh, you can see and hear the show, and so. Maybe based on that, they are trying to change things up so that you know it's not always the same show every night. But I intentionally did not go look at pictures. I didn't want to see either one of the band's stage setups, other than your fair warnings about the water getting drenched. <laughs> yeah, which I, I really appreciate. I didn't. I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to see it all new, which is tough to do. But I, I managed to avoid YouTube and photographs and the reviews and this and that, and just kind of made my own decision and went there and had fun and was surprised. Well, Johnny, why don't you introduce uh, Hell or Hallelujah, because Matt's going to play that. Hey, what's up? This is John from Cedar, and here's Kiss with their new track, Hell or Hallelujah.
So John, thanks for thanks for stopping by the Kiss Room with Matt and Frank. Uh, is there anything we can look forward to uh, you with Seether coming up soon? Yeah, we will be out on tour, our own headline tour uh, called the Triple Threat, with uh, the band Sick Puppies and King supporting, and uh, we will be doing a U.S. headline tour all th- uh, the rest of September through uh, the end of October. So if you want to check uh, our website for dates, Seether.com. Uh, we'd love to have you come out. Come out and see a show. And if you see the drummer with the Kiss T-shirt on, chances are it's this guy. Yeah, I've got a different one for every night, as Ken well knows. So yeah, and it's true. You you pretty much that that's pretty much standard concert wear for you, isn't it? <laughs> it is absolutely. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by. We will see you on the road. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, John. Cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks to John and Ken for stopping by the Kiss Room. And let's check out a track from John's band. This is Seether. This is my favorite track. Anytime we play a song that is not Kiss here in the Kiss Room, we always say, You're looking for someone, but it's not Kiss. And this is my favorite Seether track. It's called Rise Above This, and you're listening to the Kiss Room where music and minds meet.
right? How cool was that? John Humphrey from Seether. We have a platinum re- recording artist calling into the Kiss Room. We had the Podfather himself, Ken Mills, with us. We had Frank Hagen from Kiss Mask Fanzine. Of course, there's a link to Frank's website. Frank just got thrown in the pool, so he's off the phone. We have Eric Tato Rock's car in the studio with us. We're rocking. We're, we only have a half hour left. Now, we have people tuned in from all over the planet, which I'm thrilled about. And, and last month... I gave you the chance to win a poster. I said you had to send me a message via the Kiss Room website and had to pick a number, your lucky number, somewhere between 1 and 500. The winner of that poster is Jason MB. I hope I'm saying that right. He had the number that was closest to the winning number that I had picked. And he was calling, he sent me the message. He's all the way in Canada. We love the fact that we have people all over the planet tuned in and downloading and things like that. But now this next contest is just for those of you who are tuned in and listening live. If you're listening on the download, it's too late. Because what I want what I want you to do right now, write down this number, 215-619-7366. Already write it down. 215. 215- Six one nine seven three six six. In his hands right now, Eric Tato Rock's car has a copy of Eric Carr's unfinished business CD. We are going to give it away to somebody who calls in right now. 215-619-7366. That could be you calling in to the kiss room, okay? Now, what we're going to do while we're waiting for somebody to call is we're going to go to a track from Eric Carr's Unfinished Business. This is actually Eyes of Love, and this is the track that John Humphrey from Seether played on. He just talked about the fact that he was finally able to play with really a member of Kiss. Bruce Kulig pretty much put all this together. Eric played most of the instruments. This was from that CD, obviously made after Eric's death, but it's fantastic. So let's go to the track first. Hit play on there, Sean, before we take the call.
Yeah, we're back here in the Kiss Room. We have a winner of our CD, the Eric Carr oh, Unfinished right. Business. Uh, who do we have on the line? Uh, Lenny Deal. It's calling right from Lansdale, PA. Now, Lenny, how long have you been a Kiss fan? Oh, uh, forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. So now, Forever's a long time. Now, when I talked to you last week, because I know you. and yeah, Absolutely, uh, you know me. Uh, you're going to go to the show in Camden right here uh, coming up? Absolutely, yes. Next week, uh, I work with a guy uh, that's brothers. His caddy, and he's a caddy out of Pebble Beach. Somewhere down the road there, he caddy for the Kiss manager, and that's a, hopefully my hookup. So did he come through with the passes that he told I'm here you? in Monday. <laughs> getting close. It's starting to scare me a little bit, but it's getting close. But I trust this guy, so. Well, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that. And if you get to go to the meet and greet, when we do the show in October, we'll have to have you call back in and tell us about what was going on at the meet and greet. Oh, absolutely. I will gladly do that. Cool. Well, you're the winner here on uh, Monaco Radio in the Kiss Room on where music and minds meet. We'll get all your contact info and get your CD to you. You're listening to Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. Show us all 
summer He shows the love That could set us all free We got to be one for all That's a little bit of Peter Chris coming off the Peter One for All Chris. CD. And, uh, of course, you know, he wrote that, I think, in response to 9-11. And here we are in September, and it's been a bunch of years. But still, when you hear that, you know, wouldn't it be nice? Let's let's think of peace on Earth and peace in the Kiss Army. Can we ever have it? Who knows? Hey, congratulations to Lenny, who just won that CD. And what we're talking about really there was the Eric Carr Unfinished Business CD. And we have with us Mr. Eric Tato Rocks Carr, who does a lot of work with Eric Carr's family and ericcarr.com. Tell us, how did you get involved with that? Uh, pretty much, um, we had a semi-successful Kiss tribute down in Louisiana uh, called Kiss Alive. And uh, towards the end of that uh, sort of legacy or whatever you want to call it, uh, I moved back here to Philly and started to shop around the idea of rebuilding that that band and... Um, to my dismay, um, everybody that's doing the kiss thing wants to do the four iconic figures, which is, you know, that's that's very cool. So I decided to change gears a little bit and just be in limbo and um, started going to the kiss expos. And there was a guy running a table called EricCar.com. So, of course, I'm I'm in full creatures of the night, Eric Carr uh, get up. And uh, so he pulls me aside and we start talking and, you know, showing me what was for sale and yada, yada. And uh, lo and behold, we took uh, maybe two or three pictures together. And um, what he did was he took them back to, uh, you know, Loretta Carr and uh, I guess the family. And lo and behold, I think it was either days or weeks later, my email started blowing up from ericcar.com 
And I was like, okay, what's this about, you know? And um, pretty much in a nutshell, it said, it's scary to me to look at your pictures because if I wouldn't know any better, I'd swear it's my brother. And this is coming from Loretta, you know, herself. And I'm just sitting there blown away with my jaw hanging on the floor and flies, you know, going in in and out of my mouth, you know. And um, so pretty much um, we hooked up on the phone. We talked a little bit. She she got, you know, my vibe and I, I sort of got her vibe of what she's doing with, uh, you know, Ericar.com and, and projects and stuff like that. And um, Matt, you know this. Uh, she asked me to uh, start promoting Eric's comic, which was uh, Eric Carr's Rockheads. And uh, we teamed up and we did that that promo uh, video and stuff way back when. You know, it's funny. I'll, I'll post the link to that video on the video page of thekissroom.com. We actually shot that video right down the hall here in one of the recording studios here at Montgomery County Community College. And it was funny because it was a Saturday that we came in. And you came in in the full outfit that day as well right. with the makeup and the high you know, boots and everything. And people were going crazy. And they, they were bringing through tour groups. Every one of their heads starts, it's the guy from KISS. And you're just hanging out. It was so funny. But I'll put that up on the videos tab. If, you know, if you're checking out thekissroom.com, you'll see that. Right. And um, you know, we shot that video. And you know, it was a big success. And actually, I believe it was a month or two after maybe two or three months after we shot that video, we did a um, the New Jersey Kiss Expo where we debuted that. Had a great uh, turnout. Everybody, uh, you know, started to see what, you know, she's doing with the Rockheads and where she's just trying to take it. And um, everything that you saw was actually drawn by Eric himself. It was just, you know, reproduced. So um, that was the starter for me working with uh, Loretta. And, um, you know, I've been there ever since helping promote, uh, you know, the Rockheads. Uh, had a little small hand in promotion with uh, Unfinished Business. Um, just getting it out on the web and, um, you know, getting that whole thing out there. And uh, we just did the New Jersey Expo where we had major success. We debuted the uh, Eric Carr Unmasked costume, which, you know, I, I want to take this minute to thank all the fans that came up that day and, you know, that's been following me on Facebook because, um, you know, it, it means a lot to me to know that I'm actually making an impact and y'all appreciate it. And, um, you know, the, the response I got that day for the, that costume is just overwhelming. In, face, in fact, my Facebook has not stopped blowing up. I think it's, it's actually on fire right now. And I, you know, I want to thank all the fans for that. You know, that's awesome. That was one of the first things I noticed right after the expo the last weekend. Tons of pictures of you and the fans. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the cool things, even, and you say this a lot on the website, but it's keeping the memory alive. I mean, people are just so thrilled 
when they get to see you in the makeup and the costume, and your costume is very accurate, and you really do have a resemblance to Eric Carr, like a very strong, striking resemblance. And I think people really gravitate toward that. They, they love to see you at the expos. I was at the expo where we shot some of that footage. I'll put that up as well. And people are coming over. They, oh, they can't believe they can get a picture. You know, I think all, a lot of the tribute bands the same way. People just love to see the iconic makeup, and they love to see the Eric Carr makeup. It's fantastic. Yeah, that that's the biggest thing that, that I've been taking notice with a lot of fans, you know. And um, the biggest thing I think that Loretta wanted to accomplish, or or maybe it was a sign from Eric himself, was, you know, she's been doing the memorabilia now for years since 1991, and you know, since he's passed away. But I think what uh, Eric was trying to say and show that um, there was just a little piece missing. And you needed that iconic face and that figure to tie in and help promote and and drive all that memorabilia and the sales and the rockets and you know the the websites, which is ericcar.com. And um, that's me. And that's fantastic. And we're glad you could be here with us today. What we're going to do? We're heading up toward the last part of the show. Since we've been talking all drummers. And you might have heard it in uh, when John mentioned as well. There are even some drummers who played for Kiss that aren't one of the four people that you think of. Or But here, let's play a track that might even be Kiss with a different drummer. We find out what makes the world goes round here in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet.
And we're back in the kiss room. We're down to the last couple minutes. I really want to thank everybody that was listening today. I want to thank everybody that is joining us today. Eric Tato Roxcar in his full makeup and outfit. Anything else you want to talk about? EricCar.com? Uh, again, Loretta would just like to you know pass along to the fans that uh, you know she greatly you know appreciates everybody that's been keeping the memory alive. You know, all the support, all the emails, um, you know, the people that come out to the expos, it does not go unnoticed. So from her and Pop uh, Carr, they want to say thank you to all the fans. And again, you know, I want to thank all the fans for coming out, you know, supporting me. Um, you know, there there are a couple. Uh, Kathy, we did an interview last night, um, which was really bizarre. You know, all that uh, went back to touching my butt at the expo, but, you know. That's that's PG thirteen stuff, you know, and um, you know, Brandy, you didn't send a picture yet. Um, you know, you got to get on that. Um, that's another thing from last night. But um, thanks to all the fans. Um, you know, thank you to my wife. You know, for putting up with my crap and and dealing with all this Eric Carr, you know, stuff. And um, check out my website, uh, Eric Carr or Eric Car dot com. Then check out the regular site for uh, Loretta. She has a lot of great stuff, a lot of great merchandise on there for sale, a lot of personal memorabilia. If you want to own a piece of Eric Carr, go to ericcar.com and she'll hook you up. And I have the link for that on thekissroom.com. Obviously, ericcar.com, very easy to remember. I have a link to Todd's website on my website as well, thekissroom.com. And, I mean, really, when you think about your collection, what do you think is the most unique item that you have? You have some really unique stuff that you've gotten really – through the years, but also from working with so closely with the family. I tell you, the the biggest, the the piece that I'm most proud of is, um, it's actually a two-piece. And uh, for those fans that uh, remember way back in 1980 when Kiss gave Eric Carr a Porsche for joining the band, um, there's some big things happening with that car. Unfortunately, right now, uh, due to time issues, we can't divulge where that is ending up and all that good stuff but there are two pieces that belong to that car that you know are proudly displayed on my basement wall in my kiss room my kiss room not matt's mine um and it's the uh original license plate off that car and the registration that was renewed two months before he passed away and those those are you know two of the biggest pieces and then uh we just got two symbol boom stands that were from what was to be from his uh revenge kit that you know he unfortunately never got to play but now they're part of they went from eric carr's kit to eric tato rock cars kit <laughs> nice there you go that's a tongue twister so you know but when you think about that that's it's one of those things that, and i keep going back to but it really is you're keeping the memory alive kiss fans absolutely you know have these things you know if you know me, I have a pair of Eric sticks that I won from his sister. It was about a year after he died, and you and you were willing and them to me. They're in my yeah. will to you, yeah. so it's uh, you know. And she said they may be one of the last pair of sticks that he ever played, and I won them at the Kiss Expo raffle years ago. And she does remember that. Uh, see, that's that's pretty incredible, and it's it's just something that you know we have these things. 
And we that's why I call the show The Kiss Room, because everybody has a kiss room in their house. Chances are, if you're listening to this show, you have a kiss room in your house because, uh, you know, you're a diehard like the rest of us. So really, thanks to everybody that was here. Thank you, Todd, for being here. Awesome. Thank you, Frank. Hopefully you survived. You're getting thrown in the pool by Playboy Playmates. Thanks to Ken Mills from the Podcast for calling in with John Humphrey from Seether. That was fantastic. Thanks to Dylan for calling in. That was fantastic. Ten-year-old drummer, when he's super famous, you can say you heard him here first on the Kiss Room. Thanks to superfan Andy who called in because by the next time we talk, the Kiss Cruise will be right around the corner. And in October, we will have Monster. Now, everybody that's going to go to the shows in Camden and Holmdale, look for me. I'll be there. But we're out of time here in the Kiss Room, so we'll talk to you all next month on Monco Radio where music and minds meet. The Kiss Room now ends its broadcast day. last-minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's, you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it. You just stick to it. You'd be weird.